What's good, football fans? Welcome back to the Fourth and a Mob podcast alongside my good friends, Brady Bradley and Jeremy. My name is Josh, and we appreciate you all tuning in. So thank you guys for holding down the fort while I was uh, out at the lake here. You got to take advantage of the sun while it's out in Minnesota, and I uh, really appreciated uh, that episode. I will say that the Leonard Fournette uh, hate last week's episode was out of control, and I just simply will not stand for it. It was warranted, Brother, though. What was the nickname you gave him? I mean, we had a couple different leftover uh, Lenny, leftover oh, Lenny, geez. lasagna Lenny. Like, <laughs> no, I will. Yeah, I don't want to bring it back up. I don't want to bring it back up. This is probably spur of the moment. Yeah, he's he's all in on it as well. But two sixty is not going to get the job done. It, it, it's not. Did um, you see his tweet reacting to it though? He had he had a pretty good. He had a. Did you um, see his tweet like Saturday where he said? He basically cropped himself out with the big guy and said, training camp, here I come. Yeah, like being in general, because he's, I, I think it's a good attitude. I think it's like, hey, like, if if it's true, hey, I'm going to work on it. Or, hey, the, these media reports are dumb. Like, I'm just going to roll with it because I think it's funny. I, I'm more on that side of it. I'm guessing it's not really true. I'm guessing he did the James Harden tactic and, and is throwing on three or four sweatshirts. That's probably like true. It. I, I hate to transition, but we do have a packed show today. We have two new segments that we are um, debuting, I guess you could call them. Um, first one's called Call Them Out, and the other one's called Lit. We're not going to tell everyone what Lit stands for. They need to stay after the break. Um, but we're going to get into some NFL notables to start. Um, obviously, training camp seasons are right around the corner. It has started, actually. Um, and the pup list has come out. So I'm going to go through a list of players. You let me know if any of these concern you that they are on the pup list or uh, non-football injured, injured list. Um, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Robert Tunyon, Christian Watson, Michael Thomas, David Bell, C.J. Uzama, James White, John Mechie, and Jameson Williams. Before you guys start, I will just break another notable. John Mechie uh, came out today that he, I believe it's a type of leukemia that he has. So he'll be out for the season. So we send our best best wishes to him. Um, hope he has a speedy recovery. So I guess we probably don't need to talk about him being on the pup list because he's going to be out for the season. Um, but is there any other guy on that list that, that stands out to you? Totally. I think Michael Thomas is one that is super noteworthy that he's just a guy that I am super willing to be out on. Or I should say I'm super willing to be wrong about that. I'm going to believe it when I see it. I'm going to I'm going to have to see it with my own eyes, him being explosive on the top of routes on a football field during the season. And it's just been so long since this ankle injury happened. What, like two years ago? Like, like, like what are we doing here? So I don't know what his injury situation, um, that timetable has looked like or what it was supposed to look like, but it certainly wasn't this. I would agree. He's the one that probably catches my name or catches my eye as far as bigger names. Now I will say this, and you guys know this, and we might we didn't preface with this, but the training camp pup is a little different than the regular yes. season pup. Yep. So this doesn't automatically mean that you know they're out the first four six weeks or whatever it is. Um, they could come off the pup list tomorrow. But the fact that Michael Thomas is even on this with all that he has been out already is a little worrisome to me. I'll I'll give another name because Michael Thomas is probably the the low hanging fruit there. And the next one would be Christian Watson. Yep. Um, as a rookie, obviously he's probably going to be ready to go early on in the season and it's probably not a concern, but when you're a rookie, especially trying to develop a relationship with a quarterback, the best way to do that is to be out on the field. And with him being on the pup list and not being out there for training camp, uh, definitely makes me a little worried that he's going to start a little bit slower than most rookies will. 
and does CBS this give you a little bit more confidence for Lazard being like the number one yes. in Green Bay? It does for me. I was going to say the injury that it, Christian Watson has, I maybe Jeremy knows, but I'm looking at CBS and it says it's an undisclosed injury. So I don't know if it's what it is, to be honest with you. Um, another one that I would throw out there is James White. That has an impact on the, the Patriots backfield. I think Stevenson gets a bump up for me because of totally. James White being out. And it sounds like he might even go on the the four-game pup list now. It used to be six, but now it's a four-game. Um, let's move on. Kyler Murray got his massive extension. I think it's the most guaranteed money anybody's ever made. So congrats to him. Does that change your fantasy outlook for him? Solidifies. I think you feel better about the weapons in Arizona too, and that it's he's gonna. I, I should say that probably more dynasty related because there was some tumult there in Arizona about his long term, you know, being the quarterback there for the Cardinals, and now you have that uh, solidified, you know, contract to have him be there for long term. Yep, agreed. Let's move on. Jimmy uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was given permission to seek a trade. Pretty, why don't you talk? Why don't you yeah. start talking? It's Trey Lance. Why are you even going to ask us? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is for you. We were going to talk about this in the called him out section because you guys are the ones that are hating on Trey Lance. But this all but solidifies my, um, I guess you could say, prediction, or I guess I don't even know what else word you would describe it as. I, I think Trey Lance is a top eight quarterback locked and loaded this year. I think they're committed to nation would probably be a better word. Sure. That's a good word for me. <laughs> is there a team no. that Jimmy G stands out for you? For me, it's Cleveland. For That's me, it's Atlanta. That's Seattle. Yeah. I think Atlanta makes a ton of sense. How about you, Jeremy? Atlanta could make sense. I don't think Cleveland is a thing anymore. I think them signing Josh Rosen says that they have their their backup plan. You think, if, you think Josh me. Rosen's going to Yes. To me, that tells me that Deshaun Watson isn't out the whole year. Because I think if Deshaun Watson was out the whole year, they'd be making moves for a better option. But the fact that they're going to be willing to sign him as a body tells me that he's a backup body for four to six games at max. Wow. I... Josh Rosen. We, Josh I, Rosen, shout out. Shout out to Josh Rosen. No, do you I, not understand that? Oh, I, I just... I, I don't think... Yeah, just, I'm telling you, I don't know if he'd be the best G. quarterback in the CFL at this point. No, <laughs> I don't think it's a great idea, but <laughs> let's move that's on. A, that's a um, shot. A tight end comment or notable. I saw this new note from a beat writer where it said, Albert O, Albert Okawagan, I don't even know. I'm not even going to try right it again. Sure. Um, is competing with Greg Dolchich for the starting tight end role. Should it be is the other way around? surprising to you guys? I thought Albert O was like the locked and loaded starter there. For me, it's like, okay, whatever guy is quote unquote the starter, like, do we really like are we taking a chance on him fantasy wise? I'm I'm personally not because that's probably fifth, sixth option in this offense at this point. But just for reference, like I had Albert O at tight end nineteen. I just moved him off my rankings. I mean, yeah. that's fair. I don't think anyone should have any issue with that. And uh, Dolchich was uh, drafted in, what, the third round? And so that's not like a, a nothing pick. Like, that's something that the team has put resources into and is going to expect something. Now, is that going to be year one? Typically with tight ends, no. But that's interesting that this is even being a discussion here in the preseason as a rookie year. 
I, I think they'll both be on the field. I mean, I, I, I know they'll play a lot of, they'll play some two tight end sets. So they'll probably use uh, Dulcich in some different ways, but I think Albert O will have some weeks that maybe he could be playable, but as of right now, it would be really hard to predict. Agreed. Let's transition to our first half of our segment um, called Call Them Out. So this is basically, we have our consensus fantasy rankings. One of us is going to call out one or multiple people on their rankings of a player, basically ruining our consensus rankings. So like an ex- here's an example. I'm sure we probably won't talk about it. I have Trey Lance a lot higher than you guys do. I would call all three of you out for ruining our consensus rankings because you guys are actually on him. No, what we would do is we would call you out. For you that. out. <laughs> True. But if if it was vice versa. So that being said, does somebody want to call a co-host out to start? I, I would like to start, please. Okay. Who are you calling out? Um, if you guys could just log off the call, I have to have a moment with my friend Josh. Hi. Um, <laughs> How are you? DeAndre Hopkins. I knew this was he, coming. You <laughs> have him. You have him at wide receiver sixty-one, and and let me just put this in perspective for you. The wide receiver sixty-one last year scored ninety-five fantasy points. I believe it was Deontay Harris, is what his name was, at sixty-one. DeAndre Hopkins played ten games last season and finished as the wide receiver forty-three. Would have been wide receiver twenty if it was on a points per game basis. So he played less games last year than he's going to this year because he's missing six. They play 17. So he's theoretically supposed to play 11 games if he's healthy. And he finishes the 43. And you have almost 20 spots lower than when he finished last season, in which he had probably a down year last year. Why are we doing this? Why why are you ruining our consensus rankings of DeAndre Hopkins? Because our listeners (laughs) should pick DeAndre Hopkins. So for me, these are draft rankings. And a guy that's going to miss the first six years out of the – of the season, I'm just six years. He's missing the years. First six years. Tough, man, he's gonna be 36. He's just gonna be <laughs> oh, uh, already, man. There's <laughs> six games of the year. I'm just not gonna like bench spots are so pivotal, especially at the early um at the early part of the year. And so it's not he's just basically off my board at that point is what I'm obviously conveying with that ranking and so sure. week one rolls around there's a rookie that pops off that's on the waiver wire this guy that comes out of nowhere that I, I i need someone to drop and so am i going to pick someone who actually could contribute to my team for the next five weeks or am i going to pick a guy who's just not going to be there he's just simply not an option for me to play and sure. so it's simply a draft ranking for me where i'm not going to pick a guy just to rot on my bench for six weeks i would certainly be willing to pick him up in week you know four or five or six i think that won't be, something be there that Oh, you're absolutely right. And so that's just something I'm going to be out on this year. Turning 30 years old, I think that Hollywood Brown is going to be someone who's going to potent- get that camaraderie with his co- college quarterback and going to be able to <laughs> – he just looks so pressed, Bradley. Um, and so that's just where I'm at. I'm just out, and that's okay. You can disagree. I just I, I I don't do. want him rotting I, my, that's I, why I don't I want him rotting my bench. Um, this guy – I just want – Can I, can I 16 games? No. When, when he plays 16 games, he's finished in the top eight. If you go in your draft, you're picking him in the seventh round, maybe the end of the sixth. Theoretically, you should have two receivers, maybe three at this time. This guy comes in and absolutely elevates your wide receiving core. You have Michael Gallup ahead of him right now, who is out for the beginning of the season as well. I don't you remember said, how I'm long. I'm sorry, Gallup can you repeat the name again? Michael Gallup. Yeah. You have Michael Gallup at 55 and Hopkins at 61. Yeah, I got to update Michael Gallup then too. 
it's just like <laughs> at the end of like in that point it's just guys that i'm not all that in on and that's fair i understand and we've talked about guys that you don't want to have to like you want to draft guys at the end of the draft that you know you can cut if they're bad right away yep i'm not agreeing with where you have hopkins ranking but i'm just kind of making a case for our listeners as to why you have him there you aren't drafting him who's got another guy they want to call out no our listeners DeAndre Hopkins. I just want to say, I just want to say this to end that Hopkins is currently being drafted as wide receiver 35. I mean, even at that point, like I, I'm not even totally out on that. Did you you name some guys that are around that spot? (laughs) Uh, Wide receivers or just overall wide receivers. I'd say Elijah Moore and Juju just ahead of him. Yeah. I'd take both those guys. I would Uh, take Juju. You're I'm almost. I'm going to take over Hopkins. He, he he could pop. He could have the chemistry with Mahomes. He could be a guy that has a, rel, a actual attainable ceiling, and especially in those first six games of the year. I can't go one out. I don't know. I just I'm out, and that's okay. Not okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who's I mean, that's, a lot, that's a lottery ticket. Not Josh. That's a Here, I'll, I'll call someone out. I'll call someone out. This one goes to Bradley. Dear Bradley, and this is going to be very quick. Leonard Fournette. <laughs> We've already talked about him. <laughs> you have him too low. He was the RB5 last year. They didn't bring anybody in to compete with him. He's they didn't bring anybody in? They didn't bring anybody Lamar in? Ronald Jones, they drafted Rashad White. I don't care. They lost Ronald Jones. They brought in Rashad White. They didn't. That's a net negative, in my opinion. And he was the RB5 last year. And Chris Godwin's out there. You need to adjust your rankings. Sincerely, Brady and Josh. Correct. <clears throat> so, 260 pounds does not concern you. It doesn't. It doesn't concern you. It's okay. at 17. I know exactly. I know exactly what happens. So they, it was the Bucks thinking he was out of shape, so they leaked something that he was overweight to get him to work out. He is not 260 pounds. Okay, well, Rashad White is a, a real talented player. I would say more talented than Ronald Jones. No, he's not. Then why is Rashad White ADP skyrocketing? Because people saw, saw the report of Leonard Fournette being. They're going to overreact to it, and that's their prerogative. The and they just they just signed that, Kyle Rudolph as well, another receiving uh, tight end. Bradley, I would say White's ADP is skyrocketing, rocketing, rotting. For the same reason that Kashawn Vaughn's ADP also skyrocketed his rookie season when he was actually drafted earlier than what they drafted. Rashad White. And I and I also I'm not I'm not a fan of getting a uh, a running back that's in a pass first offense. Like the the Buccaneers are going to throw it over 500 times. The 24. 24. Let me throw my 20. I'm a <laughs> It'd be better. We're in our ranking. Let me look who I got at out. 20. I take AJ Dillon over Leonard Fournette for sure. That's a mistake. That's that is not an mistake. absolute mistake. Oh my heaven. I would I would I would draft AJ Dillon over Leonard Fournette, and I feel very confident about that. Okay. Because I would because draft I would AJ draft AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon's safe, and if his starting running back gets hurt, he's a top five running back. That's not true. But anyways. That's true. I would rather have A.J. Dillon in round six or seven than Fournette in round three where he's being drafted. But ranking-wise, 
cannot be higher. I, you're right. Maybe I should have him at about 20, but the fact of the matter is, is I don't like his offseason combined with Tom Brady coming back. If Tom Brady's not there and it's Leonard Fournette 20 times a game, sure. But Tom Brady came back. They're going to pass it a bunch. And they also have a better receiving back behind him. Okay, that's all I had. You also have Elijah Mitchell too low. But anyways, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Who's calling somebody out? I'll call, I'll call someone out. So, Jeremy Becker, if you'd kindly yes. stand up and address address the court. So, you have an individual ranked at 23, Jalen Waddle, barely yes. a wide receiver, yes. too. Yes. I'd like for you to defend your stance on Jalen Waddle, barely being a receiver, wide receiver, too. He's what, still what do you have him ranked? I'm at 23. BS. Explain I that. like it. Said, I, I don't understand how that's BS. I, you got Deontay Johnson ahead of him. That's messed up. I don't like it. But I, <laughs> I, I'm surprised Deontay Johnson wasn't oh, we'll the get first to Deontay Johnson. That. We'll get to that. I know we are because I'm calling you all out. You guys got to be better. No. <laughs> Jalen Waddell is at best the second best option in, in that offense. And to me, I, I mean, he popped. Believe me, he popped. But again, I just don't, I don't understand. I, I don't see the scenario where he gets what he was getting last year with Tyreek Hill in that offense. And I, I, could you move him up to 20, maybe 19? Yeah. But at that point, we're just, you know, we're just splitting hairs. Like I, I just don't see the volume, the same volume he had last year. I think he'll still be a PPR guy. I think that's his road and route to relevance. Um, but I don't see him being this, absolute dynamite in the in the red zone either i still am at a wide receiver too so i'm not out but there's other guys that i think have a higher upside because they have the route to the wide receiver one in their wide receiver core the reason i so i have him at 21 i, I i'm a little bit lower as well on him um i just think he has a below below average quarterback to an average quarterback at best so i think he's great i think we could even last year we saw a different Jalen Waddle than we did at Alabama. I was just about to put out. So like that, that we could see a, a very different Jalen Waddle where him Correct. and Tyreek Hill are are mismatching inside and outside. If that's the case, then I, I guess I, I'm just not willing to take risk. In my if, opinion, for if, if you're going to be high on the combination of Jamar Chase and T Higgins, you have to love the idea that Jalen Waddle is going to be a good running or a good wide receiver this year. Joe Burrow is a much better quarterback and. Yeah, but Jalen Waddle's game is not predicated on an accurate throw. He is a guy that's going to catch balls 10 yards and in. That's what he did last season. He is also a deep threat, so he does need a deep threat quarterback. But in my opinion, Tyreek Hill is better than Jamar Chase, which I think helps Jalen Waddle because a defense has to focus more on Tyreek Hill than they do on Jamar Chase. I'm in on T. Higgins. I'm in on him. <laughs> I feel like I mean, you should love Jalen Waddle then. I'm at 21. I the offense in Cincinnati is way better than the offense in Miami, in my opinion. Because I, I just, I'm excited for Miami offense this year. Now, if two it's blows gonna be up, fun to watch. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, Mike McDaniel's a great offensive mind. Hey, let so, me just tell you right now, if two is out the gates, we got Teddy Two Gloves backing up there, don't we? <laughs> yes, Teddy is in Miami. <laughs> we know Teddy can run that offense. <laughs> okay, who's calling somebody out? I think it's Jeremy's turn. Yeah, Jeremy, you gotta call somebody out. I haven't gone yet, so I will. 
I'm trying to decide who I want to call up first, I guess. We'll go. We'll, Josh just fired at me, so I'll fire back at Josh. Bang, bang. Um, Vengeful. <laughs> and and I know that I'm not the only one who feels this way. Um, right. You have a wide receiver in the top 10. DJ Moore. Yeah, correct. That has DJ. never <laughs> cracked <laughs> higher than the top 16 in his career. You have him at wide receiver 10. In PPR formats, he's never been a, h- a higher wide receiver than wide receiver 16. Correct. And he has, in his four-year career, he has never, not once, had a season where he has caught more than four touchdowns. Correct. Not four, one time. Four touchdowns the last three years. <laughs> he has never had a season where he's caught more than four touchdowns. I don't see how he cracks the top 10 if he is not a guy that is – a above six, six to seven touchdowns, or has a dynamic quarterback and a great offense. I just, I don't know how he's getting into the top 10. So first off, I will, <clears throat> I will, um, can see that there is some projection baked in to him having him at 10. Uh, that projection is that he's just not simply, it's almost impossible the amount of touchdowns that he's had with the amount of yards that he has uh, garnered. So he's had 1100 yards the past three years and only four touchdowns. And Sam Donald throwing him the ball last year at a two and a half, two and a half percent touchdown rate, which is abysmal. And we have now, uh, oh my word, I'm blanking on this. Baker Mayfield, who is at like a 5.2 touchdown rate, which is not great, but it's certainly better. And that's going to help his touchdown rate. Um, I should say DJ Moore's total touchdowns for the year, um, which will catapult him a lot higher than he was last year, which um, he was a, believe it was a 16 finish last year. Was that last year's finish Becker that he finished at 16? That was uh, two years ago, I believe. Right. So you had 163 targets last year at the 93 receptions. Like that's just, he's just a talented guy in a with a quarterback that I think is an improvement from last. You don't think he's talented Brady. He's not a top 10 receiver. Do you think he's talented? Not not a top 10, top 15 receiver. So he's one. only 25, so there's room to grow with him as well. Don't care. So, all right. I'm just saying if he's my wide receiver. How did I miss that? Oh, we've been talking about DJ Moore a ton. I did not know you had him in your top 10. Oh, yeah. What are we he's doing? A stud. He's a stud. Um, I think you could argue that Baker puts them in a better position to win more football games. Um, but I – don't know if you can necessarily argue that that really props up DJ Moore's value. It just in terms of the track record that he has in carrying and lifting wide receiver one talent. I rest my case. OBJ. <laughs> okay. So we, we're about time for our first half, but I want to go through, we, we each have two that we're calling people out. So go real quick. We got to do this in about five minutes. Bradley, you go first. Who are you calling out? Jeremy Keenan Allen at 16 is disrespectful. He has not finished worse than that in the last five years. He went 14, 14, 8, 12, and 3. I don't know why you have him at 16. I know he's 30 years old, but I think his game is able to break the trend of a 30-year-old receiver. Josh, you go ahead. No, no, you no. don't really have to. We're just calling you out. It's it's Mike Williams. That's why. Sorry, Will. <laughs> that was a rebuttal. But anyways, go ahead, Josh. Uh, Bradley, Antonio Gibson at 31's just absolutely disrespectful. <laughs> no, it's I not. Knew, I knew that was coming. I knew it. What's the going rate for a slow running back in which they drafted a, a red zone running back uh, in the second round or third round? 30 no rebuttals, but you still doing it. That's okay. I'm going to call uh, Josh out. 
J.K. Dobbins at running back 26 is absolutely disrespectful. That is terrible. Last five or last six weeks of his rookie year, the year that he actually played 17 and a half, 13, 13, 14, 13, and 28. When he gets healthy, he will easily be a top 15 running back this year. I know he probably won't play the first couple of weeks, so that's where I'll bake in. Like you can put him at RB 18, but t- 26, what are we doing? No rebuttal. Jeremy, go. <laughs> yeah, I, do you see that? Oh, I yeah, was that, was good. that was good. That was there good. Go. That was good. Jeremy, last but not least. Um, I'm going to talk about a wide receiver. There's one person on our podcast that has him outside of the top 19, and that is Brady. He has my wide receiver 23, Michael Pittman Jr. He was the on hate. my list, too. I was calling you out for him. <laughs> the, hate, the hate is unreal. He finished wide receiver 15 last year in, in 0.5 PPR formats. And his target, target situation, you could argue, got better. And I don't think you could say his quarterback situation got worse. He only had six touchdowns last year. I'm not saying that's a small number, but I'm just saying he got to wide receiver 15, not because of some crazy spike in touchdowns, because he was ultra efficient and consistent. So since that took about two and a half minutes, I have another thing I'd like to talk about for the next 90 to 100 seconds. No, because it's me. It's me calling you three out for Christian McCaffrey at, at two. It, it's, Josh has him at one. You switched him to one. Josh did. Well, Brady and Jeremy. You guys he's are been one. He has not been no, one. No, you just switched. Yeah, he's okay. not been one. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, and this is this is according to Alex Caruso on on Twitter, not the Alex. AC Fresh, no, 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 no. I want to cite my source, but when he plays, he's a top eight running back in ninety five percent of his games, and he's a top two running back in forty three percent of his games. If you absurd. guys are going to use injuries as an excuse, then you should probably be putting him down in the Saquon Barkley range. But if you're valuing him at two, that means you're planning on him being healthy, and he is the most efficient fantasy running back to ever play fantasy football. Maybe I am just trying to get people to take him or to take JT at one so that I get all the shares of CMC at two. Big brain. Galaxy <laughs> brain. Becker knows. It's... <laughs> You're splitting hair. We're not supposed to rebuttal. We're not supposed to rebuttal. We're rebuttaling RB1 and RB2. What like I want anything else, rather? No, I yeah. Well, JT last year scored 22 points per game. That wouldn't even be close to Christian McCaffrey healthy. Okay. Hey, can I can I put one can I put one more out there? Everybody's gonna put one more out there. We're gonna have 10 more minutes, but yes, please go. (laughs) All right, Brady, Joe Burrow at six ahead of Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, and Jalen Hurts. Get out of here. Come on now. I'm not going to rebuttal. So on that note, we are going to take a break, come back and get lit. Hi guys, this is Jeremy Becker from the fourth and a mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at fourth and a mile pod. That's fourth and a mile pod. Thanks guys. And now back to the sports. Welcome back into the fourth and a mile podcast. I bet you're wondering why I said, let's get lit after. We have a new section called the lit section. It stands for listener inquiry time. So these are questions that we've received from you, the listeners. Let's get right into it. The first question, name a player currently ranked outside your top 10 that you'd feel comfortable saying they could be the number one in that position. So we are going through each position. I'm not sure which position the listener was talking about. So let's, uh, let's go through every single position here. Let's start at the quarterback position. Who is a quarterback that is currently ranked outside of your top 10 that you would feel comfortable putting your name next to being the quarterback one. 
So for quarterbacks, it's got to be the cheat code. It has to be correlated with the cheat code and running, uh, just rushing. So Trey Lance is the easy answer um, for me that he has that upside. But the kind of dart, the huge dart throw would be Justin Fields. That, you know, if he just takes a massive step forward and the rushing upside ends up getting there uh, with him this next year, that's that's the answer for me. Is there any other one you want to say? Uh, yeah. Is there, I think the other 30 options, I think. Okay. I also had Trey Lance. It's because you guys made the mistake of having him outside your top 10. I think that's an acceptable ranking at this point in the offseason. He is not outside of my top 10. He, I have him at 10, so I cannot use him. Um, Josh mentioned cheat code. Well, who's been the ultimate cheat code? Tom Brady. Yeah, that's fair. I thought about him too. I went with Matthew Stafford. You're two in the system. What if K makers isn't that good? If OBJ comes back, they have four really good receivers. You're Mr. K makers. That can't be possible. Yeah, I I know. I'm just saying that's a big, I think even with K makers, there's still a room where they can both succeed. I think he was a QB five last year. So, Mm -hmm. There's a chance. How about the running back position? I went Saquon Barkley. I, yep. To be honest with you, I've moved him up quite a bit uh, since the last time I adjusted my rankings, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's in my top 10 when uh, draft season really rolls wow. around. Um, just with his coach coming in, and hopefully he's healthy. I know he had a couple, I wouldn't say freak injuries this last year, but unfortunate ones that I think he could bounce back from. That's who I had as well. That's a good one. I was debating between him and Zeke Elliott. Um, gets the receiving work and actually is able to punch it in within the five. And he's obviously had the top level work before. Healthy now, too. Yep. Um, so I had Zeke, but a, a cheat code for me was Elvin Kamara. If Kamara doesn't get suspended, he, he could have a chance to be the running back one for me. I like it. Wide receiver. I want Mike Williams. Going to go nuts with hey. touchdowns with a great quarterback. That's really the only path for him because he's not really a PPR guy, but that's that's who I put. I went Cortland Sutton. I think Cortland Ooh. Sutton is an outside shot with Russell Wilson. He played 17 games last year, so he's healthy. And I think Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton fit very well together. Yep, uh, he would have been mine if he was outside my top 10. Uh, C.D. Lamb was one, but I, I went with Deontay Johnson. I think he has a chance to be the wide receiver one. He's Rookie the number one receiver who targets the number one receiver all the time. That's what they do. And I, I think Trubisky, I think Trubisky can be the take. quarterback. That's he was number two in targets spicy. last year in a contract year. I mean, spicy, yeah, I that's a Johnson. spicy take. Wow. How about tight end? This will be interesting. What about tight end? No one. I wouldn't make a safety. What if, what if yeah. he becomes George Kittle with Mike McDaniel's system? That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. I'm, 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 I'm not saying I'm, I mean, outside dynasty, o- dynasty owner of Gasicki here. Yes, please. <laughs> Josh only cares about his teams. Um, I went with Evan Ingram, a guy that's been that's ultra talented nice. as far one. as a skill really set, and he's going into a good situation. I like Bradley, that. I want to give you a hug because I also had Evan Ingram. I had Cole Komet. Uh, just the guy's going to get the work. He's going to be the two in the offense, very likely, and um, the position is almost possible to be outside the 10 and finishes the one, but you know, that's kind of the dart throw that we're looking at. Okay. So next question, how are you drafting Brown's players this year? And this is with Deshaun Watson being suspended. So the three options that we have to answer him being suspended four games, him being suspended 10 games 
him being suspended the whole season. How are you drafting these players? I'll, I'll take this one first. I, I don't know about you guys, but when I, I guess how I'm looking at this is really affecting three guys. It's Nick Chubb, it's Kareem Hunt, and Amari Cooper. I don't know if Correct. you guys are throwing anyone else into that equation. I don't Njoku. know. Don, it could be Njoku as well, or Donovan Joneses. Um, but I'm really focusing on those three when it comes to how much it's affecting. For me, I really am not changing much with the running backs um, because of Stefanski's system, because of what those two guys are and what they mean to that offense. I just really don't think it's going to drastically affect them so much to where I'm really changing where I'd be drafting them. Amari Cooper probably has the most effect to him. Um, I think if Deshaun Watson is there for four games, I really don't move him too much. If he uh, or misses only four games, I don't move him too much. He's in that later wide receiver two category. If he's out for 10 games to close to all the season, now I'm probably out on draft. Like there's, there's other names in that late wide receiver two, early wide receiver three category that I would choose above him just because of Jacoby Brissett being his quarterback. Here's how I went. Yeah. So uh, four games, Amari Cooper and Njoku go up. Kareem Hunt goes down. I think he goes down um, if when Deshaun Watson comes back, because I don't think he throws the running back as much. 10 games, I think Kareem Hunt goes up. And I think the whole season Kareem Hunt goes up. Nick Chubb does not change for me. If anything, I think he's going to go up towards the, the the beginning of the season just because I think he's that good of a running back. For my four games, I just said there's not much changes. I think four games is a small enough sample size where they're still feeling to their out. Um, so I not too much change for in the four games. Ten games, I said Nick Chubb gets a bump up for me. Uh, Donovan's, Peoples's, Jones's goes down <laughs> because I don't think uh, Brissett would look at DPJ. And Joku goes down and then Amari Cooper goes up. Yeah, I think that the offense would take a hit in some regard if it's a 10 or a whole season, 10 games or a whole season. So I did have Chubb a little bit down, like I'm at 13 now. I'd move him to like 16 if it's 10 games and maybe like 18 if it's the whole season. Um, Just because I think that they're not, if they're not going to be able to move the ball as much, like that's going to just take a lot of red zone opportunities from him. And uh, and Hunt, uh, pretty lockstep with that. I have him at 28 right now. If it's thir- 10 games, like 38. Um, 33, and if it's the whole season, like 40. And then Cooper, I had if it was four games that I have him at like 21 right now, 10 games, 28, and then if it's the whole season, probably like 35. So like a late, late three wide receiver three. You so you're down 35. So you're down if, it, if, it's, if he's out for the whole year, I think so. Yeah, you're down with everyone if Watson's out for. So the Correct. longer Watson's out, the less you are on his supporting kids. Yep. Okay, let's move on. We have we're trying to get through 10 of them, so we're on question number three. This is a drafting question. So our listener has a pick at 106 in his upcoming draft. Give him three players in order that you would be drafting, assuming five of the first or so yeah, four of the first five picks were JT, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, and Cooper Cup. So those four are for sure gone. I think that's pretty safe to say those four would be gone yep. in the first five picks. Brady, can you clarify? Was this PPR? Half point PPR. Yep. How I would go is I would go Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and then Aaron Jones in that order. exact same for me. Yeah, I had Jefferson, Dalvin, and then Joe Mixon. Uh, Dalvin, Jefferson, Aaron Jones. With a 
honorable mention I think, of Derrick Henry for me. I was going to yeah. say, because I feel like that's I'm kind of known as the Henry hater, and I was expecting to see him at, in at least one of your top three, so that's interesting. I just think he's risky this year. That doesn't okay. mean I don't like him. Um, so I guess Bradley and I have him at – we're closer to you, Josh. So Bradley and I have him at six. Josh, you have him at seven. Jeremy has him at four. So it, he's just a little risky this year. If he's healthy – I mean, he was great when he played last year, but just Absolutely. a little risky. So at, at pick six, I would rather go with in what I think three home run picks, in, in my opinion. But let's move on to um, question four. Who is the first wide receiver that's on your board this year? How high would they go? I think you three all have Cooper Cup as your wide receiver one. Yep. Where would you t- where would you take him? Highest spot. 105. Interesting. I think 104, 103. You could you could You're argue 103, 104 is defensible. <laughs> you hit me with the interesting is. and you went one spot above me, huh? No, I'm not I didn't make it seem like that that was like a bad thing. It was just like I I didn't know if I was going to be out on an island or not. So just for just for me, there's four running backs that I'm taking before him. It's Christian McCaffrey, it's Jonathan Taylor, it's Delvin Cook, and it's Austin Eckler. Yep, that's fair. I have, Cooper, I have Cooper Cup. The highest I would ever consider taking him would be third. And my wide receiver one is Justin Jefferson. The highest I would take him would be six. So um, I like that. How early is too early to take a quarterback? So for me, I typically start thinking about it in like the fifth round, but I usually don't pull the trigger until like the sixth, seventh, eighth round. I I just don't usually like to go pulling the trigger on those guys because how you win at the quarterback position is by getting the value like late in rounds. Like the Lamar Jackson, when he was just an absolute freak, like he was a late round pick, like Jalen Hurts last year. Like, that's how you win at the position. Typically, you don't win at that position based taking guy in the second or third round. What I had here is that anytime after 206, I'm okay with you taking Josh Allen. I said anytime after 112, I'm good with taking Josh Allen. Dang. I, if somebody took him at 201, I'm cool. I think, for me, Josh Allen is in a tier of his own for drafting this year. Agreed. For quarterbacks, just because I think he's extremely safe. The only way he's not is if for an injury. I had um, – I'll start looking at value outside after the second round commences. Like once once the second round's over, now I'm looking – keeping an eye on the quarterback position if there's any guys that maybe dropped um, any value there. Yep. Next question, question number six. Who will be the number one fantasy quarterback this year? I'm going to pick a guy with a great name and a great game. It's got to be Josh Allen. Um, he did – fantastic last year and so he has been equipped with weapons to be able to do it again and his rushing not only between the 20s but on the goal line is just unparalleled so it's got to be josh allen i thought josh allen i think we all have him as our quarterback one the one that i would like to throw out there is lamar jackson i think lamar jackson is my quarterback too and that's who i had for the answer here he's playing for a contract this year if it's not done before uh training camp starts so just, just for our for our listeners, the first 13 weeks before he, he got like seriously injured where he wasn't playing, his lowest scoring game was 13.4 points. That's better than Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. He is extremely safe when it comes to fantasy football. He is ultra athletic. His rushing floor is 100 percent there, especially if J.K. Dobbins doesn't start the season. 
I'm glad that we're talking about this because last week when we did our segment where I had to uh, draft a quarterback within the three rounds, Lamar fell to me. And that's what kind of gave me the idea of picking Lamar. Jeremy, are you uh, Josh Allen? I am. Yeah. But I don't like, or I don't mind uh, Bradley's answer either. Okay. Here's a, here's a foreshadow, I guess it doesn't have to be set in stone, but who is an early my guy candidate for you guys outside of the first three rounds that I should be keeping an eye on for my drafts this year? Outside the three rounds that they're being drafted, first three rounds. So one for me would, this is going to sound Homer, but I actually think Kirk Cousins is going to be a value this year. I really, really, really like the head coaching um, position that was just my guy candidate, huh? I do. I think he's going to ball out. Uh, So I think uh, Kirk is one. I think uh, Mike Williams, and that's kind of on the cusp of third round, I guess, in Hollywood. You get get to give one. You get to give one. Thank you. Yeah, because your second one, you stole mine. That's tough. I picked three. My, mine's easy for me. I've been talking about him all off season. I feel like it's Mike Williams. Go ahead, Brady. Mine's Corlin Sutton. I have him in my top 10. He's currently be drafted, being drafted in the mid fifth round. Bradley talked about a guy that could possibly be the wide receiver one. I totally agree. Um, there's talks out in camp right now that Tim Patrick might be taking some, um, a lot of the, the slot snaps, which you would think that's where Jerry Judy's supposed to be. So those two seem like they're in a competition. Jerry Ju- or Cortland Sutton seems like the wide receiver one there gives me DK vibes for playing with Russell Wilson. Um, and one last nugget, I guess, from scheduling wise, he is currently like they, the Broncos have the easiest wide receiver schedule based on defenses um, scoring last year. So um, being drafted as a wide receiver 24, I have met wide receiver 10. I went with Rashad Bateman coming in healthy this year. He's the wide receiver one on his team. And one one nugget that I found, I think I was scrolling through Twitter, is that uh, Hollywood Brown had a target share of like 27% last season. It's a lot. Some, someone, Seriously. like, you have to imagine that, like, Bateman's going to get mid-20s at worst. And that's yep. with Mark Andrews having a historic season for Mark Andrews, right? So I think the target share is going to be there for him. Question number eight. We're almost there. With the fantasy layout this year, where would you like to be picking in a 12-team draft, and who would your ideal one-two pick be, so your first and second round pick? Does that a question make sense to you guys? Yes. Okay. Hmm. So I'll go. I, I would want pick 10. My ideal pick at pick 10 would be Aaron Jones, and my ideal pick at the 203 spot would be DeAndre Swift. Those would be two very good running backs, in my opinion. They're currently behind their ADP. So then if, if you're foreshadowing to the third and fourth round, I would take receivers like Sutton, Deontay Johnson, or T. Higgins. Brady, you're going to think I'm lying, but that is literally the answer I had. <laughs> I think it's a good spot to be. I, I If you can get Aaron Jones and DeAndre Swift, I have done it in a mock, and I, it just it usually works out really well. Because as you mentioned, in rounds three and four, those are the wide receivers you're talking about, you know, T. Higgins, Sutton. Um and there's just there's so much value. And after our draft last week on a podcast where we're mixing up those strategies, seeing how many late later round wide receiver values there are, you can load up on two stud running backs like that. Now, I, I think right now I base this off ADP. I don't think both of those people are going to be both of those players are going to be there. I think Aaron Jones will be there at pick 10, but I don't know if both him and like those are two of my top 10 running backs right now. 
I just don't know if that's going to be the case. Bradley, where's your draft strategy at? I want pick two. I want 100%. to take Christian. Mc, I want. I want Christian McCaffrey, and then I, I had Aaron Jones on the turnaround. Don't think that's he'll be there. <laughs> Don't think he'll be there. So I said Saquon Barkley would be another guy that I would want, and if he wasn't there, it'd be Tyree Kill. Oh, so same thing as Becker said, uh, Brady. You're gonna think I'm lying. That's exactly what I said because we did a mock draft, Bradley and I, the other day, and I, I had Aaron Jones actually fall to me at the late second round, and so that's why I think the value at the at the two three turn there is insane also and so i really want to be in the top two picks this year hold up i want to switch up the that last little bit of a rundown here and go back to call them out because i got <laughs> i got i got i got to say something here quick for brady and i because this is like the second or third episode in the last like four weeks where josh has mentioned that he had just done a mock draft with just bradley and Brady and I have continued to be left out of these mock drafts. So yeah. it was, I'm, I'm referencing the same mock draft. It was just, this, it was just nope. this one mock draft that I'm referencing. Thank you. That was needed. That was great. <laughs> Question number nine. We got two left. Who is your favorite streaming tight end this year? So I would say that's outside the top six. That That's Cole what Komet. I would say. Cole Komet. Dang. Now I feel like I have to come up with somebody else because I had that written down too. I'll go with uh, Dawson Knox. David and Joku for me. Ooh. Cooper's the only target there. Cream Hunt? I, that's fine. I, David and Joku, they, they paid him the franchise tag. Didn't they give him a big extended contract too? They, they did. They too, bad, too, bad, too bad Money Talks is already a nickname. <laughs> 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 um. Last but certainly not least, question 10. Who is your favorite rookie receiver this year for redraft leagues? That's a pretty for this year, I think it's a pretty easy answer. It's Chris Olave for me. Um, I think he's gonna be able to actually have a really uh good year. Um, his competition for targets down the field are not really there. He's got no competition for targets down the field. And Jameis has a history of over trusting wideouts, so I think that means big things for him out of the, the Ohio State uh, grab. I also had Chris Olave. I, I don't. Brady does, I'm guessing. 100%. Really? Okay. Well, I have Traylon Burks. I think with Robert Woods coming back from an ACL, I think he is in share to get a lot of the work. And I think he's pretty talented and his body is NFL ready. Are so, you at all concerned about like his his breathing issues that he was having, or is that just I, I'm I'm personally not, but I didn't know if, like the reports of his asthma coming out. Like, no. I mean, he's had asthma before. Like, he, that, it's exactly, not like he, did, he didn't get it before. That's okay, why. yeah, nope, not worried about it. Our doc on the pod. I need to make sure our doc was, ah, was just, did he clear did he clear our doc? If he did, then we're good. <laughs> our okay. trainer. All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of this. Perfect. Well, I guess you could say that was lit, right? It was. Hey. Okay. Thanks. Um, Finishing up with our ones got to go. We are talking receivers. They're all very close in our consensus rankings. Cortland Sutton, AJ Brown, DJ Moore, and Brandon Cooks. I will start because you know who mine's going, DJ Moore, and it's not close. It's a mistake. Man. Josh, I know who you're picking. No, you don't. I know who he's picking too, and it's a mistake. No, you don't. I'm, I'm, who I'll do go, you think I'm picking? I'll, I'll go DJ Moore. Mine is also DJ Moore. My God, who who do you think I'm Gosh, picking? I, you're you picking Brandon Cooks. I'm debating. I'm de- actually I was debating between AJ Brown and Brandon Cooks, and so Brandon Cooks is lowest on my ranking, 
Um, so I just then think he's got to go. <laughs> right, but I. But the floor for him is so much higher than it is for AJ Brown. So I'll Andy go with Jim. Cooks, but I don't like it. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Fourth and a Mile. Thank you so much for joining us. Go deep. We'll see you.